Hey y'all, hey, welcome to the Infinitely Me podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Karichu, better known as Mo, and I'm your purpose alignment strategist, helping you embrace the limitless possibilities in you as you manifest your best life. So grab a cuppa and let's hang on on this next exciting episode. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another exciting episode right here at the Infinitely Me podcast. You know what day it is? Yes, you heart me right. It is Friday. Hey, hey, let's get it, y'all. Hey, hey, I hope you guys are doing great. How has your week been? Y'all, I'm so hyped today because the Lord has been good. He has been merciful, gracious. He has been everything and anything that I could ever want and will ever want. He has been sufficient, the all-knowing, almighty God in him. I live and move and have my being just like in Acts 17, 28. He has been Jireh, my provider. He has been Shama. He has been Elohim. All the names that I know him by and I call him my God. How have you guys been? Y'all, I am so tanned up today and i hope you are too i hope the week has been good and i hope that you have been great too no matter what's going on in your life we just have to wake up every day and just give it all to him give it all to jesus because he is the author perfecter and finisher of our faith he's a god of philippians 1 6 and i just tell you that today i felt like i just need to come in here with all that psych and hype to just remind you who your god is you know when you dig through the scriptures and you feel alive and you read through them and they internalize in your spirit then you have the right to walk around feeling like yes i'm the child of the most high god what you talking about you know and so i hope that this is the same vibe you'll take with you today and walk with it walking in the whole power of in knowing who you are and whose you are and in whose purpose you operate in child of god do not let anybody tell you anything short of that you are worthy before the eyes of god and yes he thinks highly of you even when you are in your lowest moment so today just lift up your hands you know lift let your spirit be lifted up regardless of what is going on in your life just know he is for you and not against you and he will see you through whatever it is that you're going through so guys Y'all, can you imagine it's been four weeks already since we relaunched and we hit the one month mark, whoop, 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 you know, and I'm super excited. I guess that's why I can't contain my joy. Um, And I just wanted to hop in here and, you know, celebrate this milestone with you guys. There is power in consistency um, and there's power in commitment. Commit your ways unto the Lord and he will establish them. Not only in your work or uh, in your daily life or... um, you know, in the things that we consider a big deal, but literally committing your every step, your every intention, you know, unto God and he will establish them. And I just wanted to come in here and, you know, just speak to you from my heart. And today's topic, I just wanted to ask to, to have a conversation. I remember I used to have an English teacher back in my 
old school, old primary school days, what we call elementary here in the States. I remember he was Akisi. And he used to say, yeah, Akisi is a tribe or a community back in Kenya. Kenya is made up of 42 tribes for those of y'all who are not Kenyans and who listen to my podcast. So my teacher came from one specific tribe called Kisi or Kisi. And he used to say, Maureen, you need to have a tete a tete. So I used to wonder, you know, sometimes we also wonder what is a tete a tete. Until one day he pulled me aside and, and he finally made us understand that a tete a tete is when you are called outside. And when you're called outside by a teacher back in the day, chances are you were not called aside because of something good that you did. You were either, mostly 99.99999% you were called out because you did something wrong or you were in trouble. So he would say, let's come and have a tete a tete. And that basically meant, come, let, let me go, you know, finish you outside, you know. And so I just wanted us to come and have a tete a tete. Um, and that just means a conversation. But really, I'm not here to fight anybody. Just just chill down. Just, just you know, just chill. It's not, it's not a fight. I'm not here to fight anybody. But honestly, though, in all honesty, let me stop with the, <laughs> with, with the drama. I just wanted us to sit down and have a conversation as you sip on your coffee. By the way, grab your coffee, grab your, your drink of choice, whatever you're drinking. Hey, I'm cool. And just sip on it as we discuss about this. And this is a topic that I know most of us really struggle with at some point in our lives. It doesn't matter uh, whether you are, um, you know, at what age you're at. Honestly, again, it is something that is gradual and mostly Africans. And when I say Africans, I say I mean, all of us who come from different African countries, trust me, we are all culprits to this. And if not us, our parents, right? Because the way we're raised up, we're raised up in communities um, and we are acculturated into believing in this because that is what we grew up seeing. And the elephant in the room is people-pleasing. I kid you not, for the life of me, it is so sad that very many of us never get to a place where we are able to leave off of this um, habit. And it is such a heinous habit. It is such a bad habit that most of us walk in uh, constantly for the rest of our lives without realizing who we are. And we end up living as shells, right? We end up leading very mediocre lives and we end up spending the rest of our days in mediocrity, not knowing that this is who we are not supposed to be. For instance, I'll give you a typical example. So growing up, yeah, uh, I used to grow up uh, with statements around my house and you would always hear my mom say, mommy, I love you. I know you always listen to my podcast. I love you. No, I do. But I got to say this. So my mom would always say things like, oh, you come back here and fix that hair or come back here and, and, and you know, and, and, you know, change your top or come back here and do this. What will the neighbors think? That was always it, right? And sometimes she'll just put saliva on her on her hand and then just kind of try and wipe off your eyebrows or take off, you know, whatever marks were on your face. We all know how we do it. And I remember thinking it's disgusting. Wait until I did it on my son and I was like, oh my goodness. Truly, I am my mother's daughter, you know? And I kid you not, I always used to wonder, what is it about the neighbors that is so important? Right? That you would want me to come back at home and do whatever 
uh, rather than being seen out there looking some type of way. Secondly, growing up, if you grew up in a Christian home, we always used to have those self-fellowships, right? And let me tell you, believe me when I say this, Christian cell group fellowships were like a show off of who's going to throw it down better than anybody else, right? So it was always a competition of oh, who's the best host or where are we going? And there were always those three top tier families who always, we, we always had the cell fellowship groups in their homes because they were known to be like, if cell, if cell fellowship ain't in this home, then... We ain't having self-fellowship, if you know what I mean. And so I remember the moms of those homes always to be like, they, they used to have that, you know, that beef that you, it was quite visible, you know? And, and it's so funny because I remember like during church announcements after service and, you know, and then whoever it is, whether it's the leader of the church, the deacon or whoever is reading through the announcements and he's like, oh, we're going to, next week we, uh, we're going to have self-fellowship on this day. And um, 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 we were planning to maybe take uh, this week's self-fellowship to someone else's home. So we would like to have a volunteer, one of you who will um, decide to host the self-fellowship. And I kid you not, if you looked at their faces, they'd be like almost dying to say, come to my house. I need to flaunt the best, you know, cups to serve tea in or something of this sort. And it was always like, almost like, I don't want to say pick me, 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 me right here. But it was always so funny when you see them giving each other eyes, like, who's going to pick me, you know? And eventually there'd always be one who says, no, it's okay. You can just come to my house if nobody's willing to volunteer. Who told you? Who volunteered you? Anyway, I digress. And the thing I remembered about the self-fellowship thing, um, as, I was, uh, as I was just thinking about this topic, is because every time we go to that self-fellowship, it was always about, yes, you would go and read about the Word of God, and you would give practical examples of how you can apply that word to your normal day life. And, you know, everybody would share out of their life experiences. Of course, the, the moms are the ones who would be sharing or the dads in the, build, in the, in the house. Um, and... As I shared, I would always sit sit down and think to myself, <laughs> all those testimonies, honestly, and I'm not trying to say that they were not honest, but it always felt like they were trying to outdo each other. And truth be told, truth be told. And by the way, if you know me, all my friends who we grew up together, and if you guys listen to, I know some of y'all listen to my podcast, please remind me, slide in my DM and tell me if you remember these instances, because it always used to feel like it's some sort of competition, right? And so sometimes when we're doing those um, cell, cell group um cell group meetings or sometimes when we're having a big church event and you know everybody has 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 been asked to bring something to the potluck table and I remember moments when maybe when we go home and my mom used to work a nine to five and she used to work for the law courts so she used to work in um uh the local law courts and she would come and sometimes the judiciary was so busy so many uh, cases to handle and sometimes she would come from the law courts and she would be like I am so tired you know you could clearly see she has been busy at work from morning until evening they probably had to appear in court like 
maybe they had maybe seven, eight kisses that day. And it was back to back to back. And she was tired, right? And then now, when she gets home, she has to be like, oh my goodness, yeah, I remember, you know, we have this show coming up or we have this event coming up. And I'm so, I pledge to prepare this and that. And then she's like, oh my goodness, must I go, you know? Or maybe she's called last minute and somebody's asking her, hey, I know I was supposed to bring this, but could you please do it because I, I can't, I can't do it or because I have this emergency and my child is not sick. And my mom, out of just feeling like obligated to do it, and she sometimes should be like, you know, um, I have to do it or I'm so tired, but I have to make this pot of soup or I have to go and do A, B, C, D. And every single time I remember even my big brothers asking her, mom, must you do it? Because clearly you could see she's tired. And her answer always was, if I don't do it, what will people say of me? You know, or if I don't do it, what will people think of me? And I get it. Sometimes you really want to hold true to your word. And I and I truly, truly, truly honor people who actually keep their promise. And especially in instances where you had pledged to do something. But here's the thing. Even when you pledge to do something, sometimes life happens. Sometimes circumstances crop up. And you're not able to hold on to the end of the bargain, not because you don't want to, but maybe because an emergency has come up. But then we find it so extremely, excruciatingly painful to admit and tell the other person, hey, I can't do this. I can't show up for your event. You know, I can't babysit your child. I can't see you on this day. I can't show up to your party just because... And honestly, truth be told, it is something that people hide behind for years and we continue taking this with us. And sometimes, unfortunately, we take this mentality to the grave without learning the power of saying, no, I am sorry, I won't do it. I am sorry, I can't come. I am sorry, ABC has happened. And honestly, it leads me to my first point that I really wanted to talk about. And that is when you engage in people pleasing, you stifle your voice. Or in other words, you kill your voice. And I just want you to understand one thing. That every human being on this planet has been given the unique ability to speak their mind out. Like when God created you, when God put you together in your mother's womb, he ensured that he gave you the ability to speak your mind out. He gave you a voice to speak. He gave you the ability to say yes or no. And as you grew up, you went through school, you learned language, you learned uh, vowels, you learned how to speak you learned that this says yes and this is no and this is what it means, you know. You learned how to express yourself. And then, even as you learn all these things, it is very, very sad when we are not able to actually use our voice in the right way. And I know we we grew up in situations or circumstances where some people have used their voice in the wrong way. 
like abusing somebody or uh you know being verbally abusive um or um you know just you know using their voice to maybe uh, step over the the oppressed right but your voice is important the your ability to say yes or no your ability to speak your mind out is very important and every single time you engage in in a people pleasing act any single time you are you refuse to tell somebody i cannot do this or speak your mind out you are killing your very innate ability to actually stand up for your guests to for yourself okay and so do not kill the voice that god gave you from the beginning of time just because you feel like you're not good enough or just because you feel some type of way or you feel like you're not strong enough to speak out for yourself remember your voice is important remember the reason as to why you are able to speak when some are not able to okay and then number 2 the other thing that uh engaging in people pleasing does is that it stifles and when i say stifle i mean like minimizes your creativity And the reason why I say this is because I'm talking to people who have careers or businesses or um you know you out there in the corporate world or you know in the entrepreneurial space. One thing I heard from sometime in 2020, no 2019 actually and I started to internalize it. And I'm going to say this again because around 2019 I just started feeling the urge in my spirit. I I started feeling a quickening in my spirit to venture into the entrepreneurial space and I really did a lot of research. I engaged, I I I I I did a lot of research. I listened to people who have made it in the entrepreneurial space. Right from around 2017, I I began changing my mindset and listening to people and how they are doing these things in the you know in the social media space and you know how people are niching down their businesses and everything else. And so during that time when I was learning all these things, one thing that I had from every entrepreneur out here who's made it, you know who is making a kill at what they do, they were saying that not everybody is for you. Trust me when I say this, and this is something that I have seen happening in my life. You are not everybody's cup of tea. Trust me, I know I'm not, and I'm okay with that all day every day. you were not created to fit in a box and any time you let people fit you into their own stereotypical boxes you stifle your creativity and the reason i say this is because imagine the fact that as an entrepreneur for example you have your product you have your service that you are uh, out here marketing and you know you've you've put a lot of work in forming the product uh doing the pricing point um writing the business plan getting funded setting up your business paying your taxes i mean all the shebang that goes into creating a business and if you're a business owner out here especially here in the states or online or whatever you know what i'm i'm talking about you know so you formed your llc you've put in money you've put in everything that you can and you you got your license every single step is tick and then you price your product according to how much you think it is worth based on your overhead and everything else 
And then you have somebody inquiring of your prices and you tell them. And the first thing that they tell you is, ah, why are your prices so high? And I went to so-and-so and I checked them out and they have the same product or the same service. And their prices are much lower. Okay, then go to so-and-so and get it from them. I'm not for you. Right? If you ain't going to buy my product, it's okay. I priced it that way because I did my research. I know my market. I've, I've checked out the market trend. I know my, my target audience. And if you honestly feel that this is not for you, it's okay. I, I bless you. It's okay. Go bless that other person. And so every single time, and I'm just going to talk to every business person out there. Or if you just want to create something out of you. And you're in that space whereby maybe you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Let me tell you one thing. If you always get run and caught up in the business of, and especially when, when it comes to your friends, if you're always getting caught up in the business of selling your product or your service or giving it for free to your friends just because, oh, I don't want to get into issues with them or I, I, I don't want to you know, have an exchange of words with them, you are killing yourself. You're stifling your creativity. God did not put you on this business path for you to just be a mediocre version of yourself. He did not give you the grace and the strength and the demeanor to go all the steps from dreaming and visioning to executing, getting the license, setting up your LLC, putting everything together, pricing your commodity, you know, putting it out there, going on social media. And then all of a sudden you start to take all that hard work and all the sleepless nights and now you're literally like it's like you're throwing it back to him you know it's like you're smearing it all, all over his face and being like all this grace you gave me all the strength you gave me doesn't mean nothing while in real sense he is out there in the heavens looking down on you and telling you the angels and everybody else is cheering you on like keep going every single step of the way but you are so engrossed in people pleasing Keyword, people pleasing, that you don't realize that this is the same, same business that I put in so much hard work to put together. And this is something that I also see in the marketplace. Um, you know, like at my workplace, you know, all my, my workers, my coworkers know. I am always more than ready and willing to help anybody with their work or um, help them brainstorm or join them, go, go with them to a board meeting or, you know, help them talk to a member. Or um, sometimes I have my coworkers come into me and they're like, Maureen, uh, what communication skill would you think that would be best for me to talk to this client because I'm hitting a, a, dead, a dead end with this and I just don't know. I don't have any creative juice in me. I don't know what to do about this. And trust me. If I have time, I will sit you down and I'll work out through the whole process with you. But there is no way I'm going to put my work on pause or refuse to show up for my meetings to help you out. That will never happen. And that is something that I have made very clear with my coworkers. The first thing, if you know you need my help, I need you to block out time with me ahead of time. 
And that is why we, in this present day that we are living in, we have software that allows us to share our calendars with our coworkers. That way, you're able to check my calendar and see, okay, so this is Mo's calendar for today. She has meetings one, two, three, four at this time. She has lunch at this time. Maybe I can I can uh, block out a quick 15 minutes over here and, and, you know, go through what I'm thinking. And that's just respecting each other's boundaries, right? And so this leads me to my point number three, which is my last point, And that is when you people please eat erodes your boundaries and boundaries are a very powerful 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 i cannot stress that enough boundaries are a very powerful um thing to have in your life and every time i talk about boundaries i cringe because unfortunately i see people who lead their lives without boundaries who honestly live their life without planning sometimes you know you see people who are easily swayed right left and center which honestly honestly it makes me cringe because i just cannot i cannot put it past my mind how you're able to just wake up one day and you go about uh, you go about your daily activities but if i show up and be like hey let's go to the mall you just hop in and you're ready to go huh like how like it's like you had no plan until i showed up and i kid you not lack of boundaries is what makes people or friendships not last for one lack of boundaries is what makes you know relationships break whether romantic family or otherwise and you all know and especially you know those of you who are from back at home we know how lack of boundaries with family members especially has affected and broken so many bound for so many families because constantly you know and especially on the issue of finances let's just be honest we come from families we support most of us support so many of our family members back at home i have been in that space where you know i've had to support my family for the longest time especially when i was living in europe and even right now right um and yes, I have elder siblings who have their own lives, right? So it's just not as bad. It's just my parents and my younger sister, uh, who's our last born, and one of my brothers. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> Back in the day, I remember, you know, every single time I was asked to send money from home, I'd always say, yes, 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 you know? Until it got to a point and I realized, yo, hold up. Is it necessary? You know? And until that time when I got to a place and I realized this is wearing me out. Because I realized like I was just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and not even thinking about myself. You know? I was giving all my last coin, my last janitorial paycheck. Like I was literally making so little i don't want to call it peanuts because sometimes i think that's just the wrongest term to use when it comes to finances because that that quote-unquote peanut paycheck you used to make at that point in your life was everything to you so i say when god upgrades you and levels you up and lifts you up please do not be proud so i never say i used to make peanuts i never say that i never say that do not let careless words leave your mouth back to what i was saying 
um i remember i used to send out money and you know we want to start this business or we need to do a b c d and i would kill myself man like i was in college and i remember being at the university and i'm paying i mean college was free back then so i'm in school um but i'm working up to 12 hours of janitorial back breaking work and all the money i got i would send it home like i remember even walking during winter and i'm talking about minus 45 minus 50 degree kind of weather and i'm walking to work because i'm just trying to make sure that i save every coin and send everything home and I got to a place where I remember I didn't even have food. I would wait until Sunday and go to church and get all the bread, all the free bread that we used to get from the food bank. Um, and then I would live on like 50 cent pasta from one of the cheap um, local stores that we had. And I kid you not, I had that mindset. I had that mindset in me that I was not worthy you know, so I had that scarcity mentality in me and I would take my paycheck and send it all. And it got to a place where I did that for so long and it was wearing me out because I could not even afford a 50 euro bus ticket to go to school or to go to work. And so imagine having to weather like a minus 45, 50 degree weather, either biking in the snow or walking in the snow. Yes, I was fit, but also I was not getting nourished, like I was not eating right. And at that point, it just got to a place when I got very sick, very, very sick. One, I was overworking, so I dislocated my back and I was put on bed rest for a good, good, good six weeks, almost eight weeks, almost two months. And during this time, uh, after I got up, I had to go through physiotherapy to just get my back back into shape. And during this process, I was also speaking to a therapist. And that's when they got to help me filter through some of the things that I was going through. And that is when I realized, because I remember my therapist telling me, Maureen, if you're not good for yourself, you will never be good for anybody else. And I remember leaving her office crying tears because that that in itself, it hurt, but it really resonated with my soul. And I'm just here to tell you this. If you don't fix yourself, if you don't love you first, if you don't put yourself up above everybody else, you will never be good enough for anybody else. And I'm talking about you will never be good enough for your family members or even your spouse if you're married or if you're dating your, you, you know, your fiancé or whoever or your boyfriend. Or even if you have kids like I do, I have a child. I will never be enough for my son until I make myself matter. And when that revelation struck me like a thunderbolt, I began to change a few things about myself. I began to change a few things about how I dealt with my family members, with the friends around me. I began to rearrange things around me and I began to prioritize who I am. So it started by a quick phone call. I called home and I said, hey guys, I love you very much. But from now on, this is the way things are gonna act, gonna work. And of course, it was met with a little bit of resistance, like, uh, what's going on? You know, 
Where is this coming from? And all those kind of questions. But the more firm you get and the more practical you keep on, you keep on repeating it like over and over and over again. You might sound like a broken gong, but trust me, you need to intentionally keep saying those words. The Bible says faith comes by doing and listening, by doing and hearing the word of God. You just don't hear, but you got to do right? So you will hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it. But for you to become it, you have to do it. And in the same way, I had to constantly keep on listening and I had to keep constantly keep on telling them and telling them and talking to my family members and saying, I can't do this. Nope. 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 That won't work. And the more I did this, the more it affirmed me the more it made me realize that actually this is very liberating and this is very healing and this is very nurturing to my soul. So I just want to tell you, if you talk to you out here, if you are suffering from people pleasing, I need you to sit back and write on a piece of paper the things that you have noticed in your personal life that actually tamper with your peace of mind. If you need to call them out, you need to do it. It's going to be uncomfortable, but guess what? It will be so freeing and it will be so worth your while. It will help you create health boundaries with those around you that love you, with those that you do life with. It will help you not stifle your creativity at your workplace, in your school, if you're in school, if you're still in college, or um, if you are a, um, an employee, if you're an entrepreneur, it will help you not stifle your creativity and be fit in a box. And it will help you become the best version of yourself. So I know that people pleasing is real. And this is actually something that goes all the way down to our late years it's not just something that we grow up seeing from our tender ages but imagine it is a mindset that can be turned around to the current reality it is something that can be unlearned and you can hit the reset button on it and decide from now on i am not going to engage in people pleasing i love you but I don't care who you are. If you are going to interfere with my peace of mind and my heart, then I'm going to cut you off. I joke and I always tell people that I'm the lead usher of the block and bless your ministry. I'm going to block you and bless you. Hallelujah. Be gone. And that is the way we need to be. That is the way we need to create those healthy parameters in which we need to operate on a daily basis basis remember at the end of the day we need to create healthy spaces for us to live and not just live but also thriving and that's it guys that was uh today's episode episode 11 can y'all believe that like it's just been it's been god and it's been real all the way so that was it for this episode thank you so much for hanging out with me it's always a pleasure as you know it and if by the way you know somebody who would love to get a little bit of motivation every friday please share my podcast with them share this podcast and don't just listen 
by yourself you know share the love and share it with somebody else share it with your cashier at the grocery store at your local store share it with your co-workers share it with your family members or share it with your you know with your neighbors wherever you are just share the love and keep it here thank you so much let's continue this conversation in my ds dms at infinitely me on ig that's at infinitely me on ig and remember hashtag it's all doable and i am a strong believer in philippians 4 13 i can do all things through christ who strengthens me until next time peace Whew. wasn't that something else guys i want to thank you so much for always hanging out with me every single friday at 6 p.m PST without failure it is because of you guys that I keep on doing this and I just want to ask you to go ahead and leave me a comment on at infinitely me on Facebook and IG and until next time I just want to encourage you to continue living your best life you are limitless and you are worth so much more until next time remember it is all doable goodbye <laughs>